0: Good evening, everyone. Uh, this is I'm Matt Matt JF or Matt F, depending on what meeting you're on. That's uh, JF as in joint Fellowship. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I am a hundred pounder. <clears throat> I'm five foot eight. I'm uh, I just turned fifty-two years old. Uh, my top weight was three hundred and eighty pounds back in two thousand and three. Uh, that's when I had sort of full Magilla gastric bypass, you know, rerouting the small intestine and everything. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, maintained about 120 pound weight loss until I came into these rooms, uh, nearly four years ago in February of 2019 and, uh, have released about 45 pounds since then. <clears throat> um, so with that little brief qualification out of the way, I'm definitely one of us, definitely qualify uh, for this program and also qualify for this meeting. Um, I'm going to pause just a moment and do something I haven't yet done today, which is pray out loud. God, as ever, I am grateful for the opportunity to to be of service. And I hope that my words will be guided into um, into ears that need to hear them, and yeah, I think that's all that I have to say. I'm grateful to be here and be able to hopefully serve that purpose. Amen. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, which is the second time today that that's happened, (laughs) but I'm supposed to speak on a meeting and have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Um, But a recurring theme for me lately has been um, uh, when I make the mistake of sort of believing my own mythology uh or rather not believing it but but forgetting that it's not true um or put another way that i I keep forgetting that the map is not the territory um and here's what what i mean by that Uh, when i came into this program um i had been in a relationship with someone for nearly three years who. who had uh, what I thought at the time was pretty good recovery in the beverage program. Um, and I learned a lot, uh, about how to live life better, um, from being in that relationship. And that was important to me, uh, even though it was, you know, this predated my coming into the 12 step programs of, of my compulsive overeating, um, <clears throat> It was important that I that I learned what I learned because by the time I had you know nearly half a century in this body um, that often I hated and was always ashamed of. Um, and by and by hated like I don't like I never liked my body even a little, and sometimes I hated it so much that like I would tear at it with my hands, like I would leave welts behind. I just I hated so much the shame that I felt that you know I I just I just couldn't crack the code. Um, you know it, it seemed to me that that like this is just a math problem, right? It's calories in, calories out. I'm like I'm 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 really good at much harder math than that, and yet you know almost up to three hundred almost up to four hundred pounds. Uh, I had eaten my way. And <clears throat> what I had begun to understand in that relationship and what I learned from being around people who had good recovery in a twelve step program was um was was the power that resentment held over me. I was also going through a, a very painful divorce um during that time. Uh, I got divorced in 2016, but you know there was still an aftermath of that. And um and and so like I had a living laboratory to 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 understand the impact that resentment had on my well-being and and how it prevented me from having any kind of serenity or equanimity in my life. Um I didn't think of it in those terms then. But um, but I do remember saying to her, um, you know, I really like there should be a 12 step program just for like normal people, like for people who like don't, you know, have a problem with drugs or alcohol or gambling or narcotics or whatever. And uh, and and I think that was probably when she she said, you know, well, there is one, you know, and I said, yeah, yeah, I know. And and she asked me what I thought of it. and, And I said, I I think it's. I'll spare you my actual answer, but it was it was utter disdain I, because my actual answer was pretty vulgar. But basically what I said was, I think OA is BS, and because I'm not one of those people, and I rattled off a list of the things that I clearly was not, anorexic, bulimic, binge eater, like was going to burst something inside 900 pounds and can't get out of bed. I was not any of those things, and so I thought that's not for me so go after yourself um so that's that's sort of how i came to this program um was was wearing uh a really thick cloak of of uh contempt prior to investigation um and so so when i came to the program i think i was really primed for two things one was um, the way that I came to the program was th- through the the vicissitudes of of Google and God. Um, I, I wound up sort of against my will. I, I I I wanted to listen to a Big Book step study on YouTube, and and Google very helpfully suggested an Overeaters Anonymous Big Book step study because Google knows me pretty well. And um, I didn't want to listen to the OA version of that, but I did because I was like, uh you know, all right, let's just see what this craziness is about. Um, and uh and and the, the the talk I listened to was given by a guy named Laurie C. Uh the talk is still on YouTube. I highly recommend it. Um and I, I think I was just I was primed to have to, to recognize that that there was a that, that my life was filled with with Feelings I was uncomfortable with that prevented me from ever having very much serenity, and I was tired, and I just wanted a way to let that go. Um, and I had begun to think of those things as resentment because of people that I hung out with at that time. Um, <clears throat> so those were the the sort of two two things. Like so, so Laurie C. Um, speaks it's just evident from to me what i hear in his voice is vanity, serenity and it's not about the food even though this is on youtube there's no pictures so like when i heard this i couldn't see him i couldn't see a before and after i had no idea what he looked like but i just i could hear in his voice a serenity that had eluded me forever and I think that's what really brought me in more than any I – didn't, I didn't really care about the weight when I came in. I really – like, I didn't. I really just kind of fell down the rabbit hole and thought, well, let's just see what happens if I, if I take these steps. Um, and what happened was uh, that I – I was fortunate in I very – in a couple of ways. One was – I came in, and it just made so much... Step one made so much sense to me. Because when I heard him say, for me, there are some foods that once I start, I can't stop, and I can't stop from starting, which I had never heard anyone say before, even about alcohol, let alone about food. It was like the scales fell from my eyes, and suddenly I I knew that the disdain that I had held for this program, that I wasn't one of those people, was simply not true. Because... It was just an undeniable, observable, provable fact that for me there are some foods that once I start I can't stop and I can't stop from starting. My brain, like when I heard him say it, my brain immediately produced a list of like six it, without even, I didn't even break a sweat. It was just like oh my god, like I I misunderstood this assignment. Um, so step one for me was like for me not to take step one at that point. Would, would have been crazy. It would have been like me arguing that I don't have brown eyes, I have blue eyes. When you could look at my face and see that my eyes are not blue. You would, if I did that, like if anyone did that, I would be like, that person's nuts. And this this was no different. So it, whereas whereas taking step one was such a relief because if, if it was true that I was born with a physical allergy and a mental twist, then it's my fault. It's not, it is not weakness or a personality defect or a deficiency of intellect or will or caring or anything. It's just a sickness that I have. It's just part of who I am. And that was such a relief, like, to set that aside. So so step one was just like, you know, for me to not take step one would have been like, well, I'm going to continue arguing to deny a completely undeniable truth. And step two was like, just then. So if I did that, if I took step one then it was like, well, if this problem is is something I'm never going to solve because I can't like, just structurally, it's not, it's not that I'm deficient. It is like, I'm I'm never going to will myself into having blue eyes and I'm never going to will myself into not being a compulsive overeater. But neither is any other human power because no human power created this condition. How's any human power going to solve it? So step two for me, for those who don't know, uh or don't remember from when we heard them, um came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity was just like, Yeah, I I think I think if I want to not suffer the the consequences of of admitting this undeniable truth then i think i'm going to need a source of power that is not human and i didn't know at the time what that was going to look like I, I was an agnostic coming in i didn't have any religious beliefs or faith I, I grew up with no religion i think my twitter profile still says um born jewish raised by wolves like so so i had no conception of god and I just trusted that like, when it was important for me to have a conception, I'd have one. And that's what happened. And so then step three was like, all right, well, if I'm no longer going to deny this this undeniable truth, and also like I'm going to admit the unassailable logic of an absolutely logical statement, and I want to recover from this thing, I guess I have to do what's next. That was step three. Turn my will, and my life over to the care of God as I understood God. Bear in mind, I did not understand God. I still don't understand God. But but all that that meant was moving on to step four. So that's how I came into this program. Now I said at the beginning uh, <clears throat> that I felt like mythology and the map not being the territory were relevant. What I and, and here's how that connects. What I very quickly to understand again, because I had the benefit of like having hung out with a bunch of recovered people for a couple of years, um, and again, not in OA but in AA, um, I was I was able to very quickly understand, at a very gut level, that what what resentments were to me, they were not feeling. If I if I feel anger, that's not a resentment. It's anger. Feelings show up. I don't order them off a the menu. I don't like. I don't open an app on my phone and answer a bunch of questions and, and have it be like, okay, we're supplying you with rage, shame. That's not what happens. It, they show up. I don't. It's not a choice. But that's not a resentment for me. A resentment is literally what the word means to feel again and again. It's when the feel when I get hooked by the feeling. And what that means to me is, I think there's something wrong with the feeling and it must be fixed. That's when I get resentful. And at the end of the day, all of those situations for me boil down to a really small number of possible scenarios. But the main scenario is, I have an expectation that is not being met, usually by a five minute reminder. Thank you. Thank you. Usually, it's not being met by another human being. In other words, I have built up literally a mythology in my head. When I say literally a mythology, meaning I have made up stories to explain the world that I perceive but cannot understand otherwise. I don't, meaning I never know what's going on in anyone else's head. How could I? I spend every second of every day inside my skull, and I barely know why I do what I do most of the time. What makes me think that I can look at someone else's face, their body language, hear their voice, and think I understand them? I don't. Which is not to say that, like, I think I should not have a mythology about how to explain the things that I can't understand, because, like, I have to get through the day, right? I have to be, like... If I didn't have that mythology, like I don't, how would you function in society? I wouldn't be able to check out at the grocery store if I didn't have something that was enabling me to interact with other human beings in a way that was socially acceptable and, and you know usually prevented overt conflict that might cause me physical or other harm or someone else. So there's nothing wrong with having a mythology, but, but all of my resentments come from forgetting they're just stories. They're not real. Even the stories I tell myself about why the people in my life who did the thing that 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 wounded me the why they did those things or why I did the things in my life that I really wish I hadn't done. And it's like because I forgot that the stories are just stories. And and I forgot that like I'm just human. Like, that's a consequence of being human is I don't have all the information ever. And the information I do have, I do not understand perfectly ever. And even the things I do have and understand, I don't process flawlessly ever. So, and and that's just because I'm human, not because I'm broken. So, or bad. And so it's like when, when, when the feelings show up, it's just like, yeah, this is just just part of the story. It's not real. What is real is my choices. And I always have the choice to reconnect to remembering that it's not real, it's just a story. And it's okay. Whatever's happening, like it may be unpleasant. It may be super unpleasant. It may be overtly, physically, emotionally, or spiritually painful, but that doesn't mean it's not okay. It just means that it's unpleasant. And so that's what I meant by you know, this myth, the idea of this mythology or the map is not the territory. I'm an unreliable narrator of my own story. Everything I've told you tonight, in the moment I said it, I believe is true. None of it's true. It is, It is at best a poorly remembered recounting by a limited brain of things that probably happened, and that's me telling my story from my own experience, strength, and hope. So, if you're new, um, if you're struggling, stay abstinent. If you're wondering, what what is this like God thing all about, and like resentments, I don't get it. And all I can say is this: the only way to stay abstinent for me was identify the list of foods that once I started I couldn't stop and I couldn't stop from starting and just not eat them, ever. Period. No exceptions. And by, like the list is not so long that I can't survive. I survive fine. And the cravings pass. But the feeling of recovery doesn't. And if you're wondering about like God and worried like, oh, I don't understand God and I don't, I don't feel like I have a relationship with God, like the only thing I can say to that is, and I, this is what I tell sponsees or people who say that to me is like, do you, do you think it would if there, like if there is a, if there's not a God, I think we're kind of screwed. It, meaning just a source of power outside ourselves, because I can't solve this problem. So let's just assume that there is, or why bother at all? So if there is. Something a source of power, like and and I feel like I don't have a relationship with it. Is there any scenario where where God would not have a relationship with me? I don't think so. Like that doesn't compute for me at all. So just don't worry about it. When you when you when you you, I I deeply believe that if you do the work, you will know and believe what you need to know and believe when you need to know and believe it. And the evidence is you keep doing the work. And If you're wondering about what it is to be recovered, all I can do is tell you it is better. Not every day is better than the last, but on balance, any given week or month is so much better than the one before it. Like, so much that if you told me at the beginning what I just said, I'd have been like, you're clearly crazy. There's no way that's true. So, I guess what I would say is, cool, you might be right prove me wrong do the work get recovered and then let me know with that I will pass